honest hockey talk and opinions. This is Penalty Box Radio. Live with Alex Doherty and Sean Smith on Smashville's best sports talk, 1025 and 1063 The Game and the Game Nashville app. Hello and welcome to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salus Realty Group. Salus Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. I'm your host, Alex Doherty. Joining me is Sean Smith. Boy, we've got a lot to talk about, Sean. It's ready for some hockey. I'm ready to talk hockey, Alex. You were ready to you talk hockey. turn my microphone on first. <laughs> Today on the show, the Preds are in the middle of their bye week. And boy, did they need it. Because they lost three straight games, five of their Ooh. last six. They've fallen out of the wild card spot. They are trending downwards, Sean. Trending down. Stocks are down. We will assess where the team is at right now a little bit and ga- and you know see if they can gather their thoughts before the final push after the well the uh, All Star break, which and and, and by week, which they come back from uh, this Saturday. Um, also, a big portion of this show is going to be talking about NHL expansion because I've just I've got this itch to talk about it, and I think there's a lot to cover. You've got a fever and it's expansion. Yeah, I've got an exp- I've got expansion fever. Ooh. There's also been a little bit of uh, some news on that front, um, not today necessarily, but over the last week or so. So we're going to talk about that. Phil Forsberg was at the All Star Game. That was pretty cool. We can talk about that. It was pretty cool. And then we'll have the three on three draft as usual. Oh boy! But speaking of Phil Forsberg, the puck drop topic today. Which, by the way, before we get to that, make sure to text the show if you want to talk to us about NHL expansion or anything at all. Text us at 615-737-1025 and talk about the Preds. Text us your Preds questions or comments. We'll read them on the air. But here's the puck drop topic, okay. Sean. I'm ready. Should Philip Forsberg have won the All-Star MVP? Make your case for Philip Forsberg. Yes. I say yes, Alex. And I don't care what you say. You're probably a anti-Forsberg MVP voter over there. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. You know who they did vote MVP of the All-Star game? I do know. Austin Matthews. Yep. And you know what he said? He said Philip Forsberg should be the MVP. Now, I thought that it was a, there was a chance that, um, what's his name, uh, Alex DeBrinkett was going to win it oh, over yeah. him because he got, I think he got like one more point at the end, and he also had like a, I mean, look, it's the All-Star game. Who cares about the the, the results? But since I, I was paying I attention, yeah, you apparently care. Um, I thought maybe it was going to be DeBrinkett. Could have been I did not. I, I forgot about the Toronto factor, though. Well, I mean, and that's there's always the Toronto factor when you're talking about anybody from the Leafs. Right. I mean, it's they're, they're going to have to pay lip service to them no matter what's going on. It's it's a media avalanche. Anytime the the Canadian hockey media comes to town. So mm-hmm. you've got the all star game there in Toronto. And of course, they're going to make the uh, the home team boy, the, the MVP. But. He said Forsberg should have had it, and I, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Philip Forsberg played really well. He was great. He had a p- couple posts too. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not a. It's not a tournament that you can take too seriously. Even and it is a tournament. I mean, technically, yeah. It's not something you take seriously. But if you watch that, those two games that he played, like uh, he was, he was on it. I mean, he, he was he, scoring some crazy goals. Well, you know, it, it's and a funny. great pass to Debrinket. That that was a beautiful pass, and, and I think that's probably what pushes it over the edge for me is that he didn't just score; he contributed to scoring by by setting other guys up. But when you think you're on on as big of a stage as the All Star Game is, you're surrounded by only great players. You know, are you going to shine yourself? Or are you going to help others shine? And he managed to do both. Yeah, and I think that's why he again. I think that's what takes it over the edge for me and says he that he didn't, should be. He didn't hide his light under a bushel. No. No. He let it shine. <laughs> uh, 
so, <laughs> um, th- but you know, All Star Game aside, I mean, it, it was pretty pretty fun to watch. I was talking earlier uh, with a few people that uh, this this All Star Game was actually pretty entertaining to watch because um, the Predators had a forward in it. I mean, the Predators <laughs> have had players in it before. Right. It's usually a goalie or goaltenders defender. or defensemen, and it's just yeah. like it's just kind of. I guess they didn't look too bad because they didn't let in too many goals. But this was fun. This was a fun game to watch. When was, that, when was the last time the Preds had a forward in the All Star oh, game? It's been was years. It, was it twenty sixteen? Was it? Was it oh June? no! In the All Star game, yeah. it was well before that. It was the last time. Yeah, it was well before that. They, they had. They actually had twenty sixteen. They just had Shea Weber, I oh, believe. I thought, I Maybe Pekarene was in that too. There. No. no. Okay. It's been a while. I, I want to say it was like Jamie Jason Arnott oh, that, wow. that era. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's been a while. So, Philip Forsberg did really well. He also became good friends with Justin Bieber, which was cool. Keep that in the back of your mind towards the end of the show. I always by do. By the way. I always do. Uh, for the three-on-three draft. So, we'll, we'll come back to that. But let's quickly recap the uh, the last few games of the Predators. We're not even going to go into real mm. detail because they're on a three-game losing streak. They lost 4-1 to one to Edmonton mm. because Edmonton is just – Really good and on a on a hot one. Well, I they, mean, they did finally lose. They did finally they lose, did finally but lose. after sixteen in a row, yeah. we, you can't really take much away from them. Nashville was almost on the T-shirt of uh, record breakers. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they would have printed a lot of T-shirts up there about that. Um, and then they lose the the worst of the of the most recent losses, the four to three overtime loss to Ottawa. Ugh. And this was uh, you know they had a lead, they blew it, and then they lose in overtime. And that's the game where we started. Well, not just not just me, but other people as well. The, the Philip Tomasino thing comes the, up. The Tomasino saga. Yeah. So you know why? Why was he? You know, he scores two goals. I'm sorry, he scored a goal and an assist in the first period, and then kind of loses time, and then doesn't even get out there in the overtime. Yeah. I mean, do do we want to refresh everybody's memory on that? Because it's been a while. I feel like I just did. Well, but I mean, we <laughs> we've had conversations with yeah. people that could inform us. Okay, about so yeah, yeah, the decision making. Let, let's process. talk about it real quick because yeah, Tomasino goes out there and scores a goal, really, really nice goal in the first period against Ottawa, and it has an assist as well. The assist, frankly, was not as like an impressive assist. In fact, he wasn't even on the on the ice for the assist. Yeah, he came off the ice and then got the assist on the McCarran goal. But then he kind of like his time on ice goes down, and he only has like two shifts, two meaningful shifts in the third period. Right. And then doesn't get out there for the overtime. And in the overtime, other players get out there like Gurianov. Yeah. Cody Glass gets out there. Gus Nyquist went out there several times, and they lose. And you just feel like Tomasino's a guy that should have been out there. So he made, then, he made a difference earlier yeah. in the game. Why doesn't he make? He can make a difference at the end of the game, right? And so we asked him uh, at you know the the next time we had a chance to before the L.A. game. What happened? What, what's what's going on with that? And it was an interesting response because I I think I wasn't I wasn't expecting this, but he sort of said I should have played him more. I mean, part of his response was maybe I should have played him more, right? But he also couched it in this like I don't trust him. Well, it, it wasn't just an I don't trust. I don't trust him late in the game. As I you know, yeah. we need to see that first period player come out in the second and the third and you know if, if we look back the last couple of seasons with this team you do see a lot of guys that can you know go they're on the gas for the first period they get a lead and then they just pump the brakes mm-hmm. and and they don't they don't keep attacking they get into a defensive mode and that's what ultimately leads to them uh losing the game and so i i get it 
Mm-hmm. I totally get it. And he's, you know, like he said, maybe I should have played him more. I should have played him at the end. But, again, you you need to know that you're getting that first period player out there in overtime and not the guy that was just kind of puck watching and skating around in the third. Yeah, he also uh, – yeah, he clearly doesn't trust him in that situation. Although then, in the L.A. game, he does give him out there later, and Tomasino gets a goal yeah. late. <laughs> Didn't matter. I think didn't that matter. made it 3-2 maybe, or did that make it 4-2? Uh, I think it was it – was, it still wasn't all that, all that close of a game. But they lo- you know, anyways, they lose the, the game to Los Angeles 4-2 to on home ice to yeah. close out the – before the all-star break. Ugh. So, yeah, the, the team is really not looking very good right now. Not, not as it stands. And, and unfortunately, you know, you, you want to think that coming back from a big break like this that they will have, uh, you know – gotten their mojo back but what what concerns me is that you see a lot of other teams are already back and playing and they're going to be kind of late to the party so I, my fear is are they going to come back in when they play on saturday mm-hmm. uh on the same pace and on the same speed as everybody else who's been back for a few days or a few games now did you get back to practice tomorrow thursday and then they have a practice friday before their game against arizona on saturday That'll be pretty important to get two really good practices in for them before they, before, like you said, before they get back at it. They, they needed a break, man. They, sure. They, they, were, they were just, if, if anything else, to just have some sort of reset. I don't think they were tired necessarily. They just, nothing was working, and, and they just, they had nothing really working well. Their top line had cooled off, especially, you know, the goaltending. We've talked a lot about that. The defense is in a weird place. It, there's so, much, so many things that have gone weird, gone, gone wrong for them. They needed a reset. They needed a, a, a time to get away. So we'll see if they can return back to it, you know, and get some sort of semblance of a routine or a um, see if they can find anything that works. The power play was especially something that was really bad. The, the power play has been on a bad, Ooh. bad run. It's it's reminiscent of times when it was like, you know, the power play is actually a hindrance to the team. I forget. I, I tweeted out, like, the, the stats, but it was it's just, I mean, they're like, Four for 40 or something? Yeah, you, I mean, it's something like that. You don't want to get back into that position where teams feel comfortable taking liberties with you because they're not worried about your power play. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen that before. Yeah. It's, we, can, we can do whatever we want to this team because we can definitely kill this penalty. Remember, we talked about the power play. It needs to, if it doesn't score, it needs to create momentum. And if it doesn't create momentum, it needs to not allow the other team to have momentum. And right now, it's that's where it is right now. They're it's giving them momentum. Giving the other team momentum and, and out of the – out of the penalty, and they've given up all these crazy shorthanded breaks, or not shorthanded, but out of the box, yeah. where a guy gets a, the puck out of the box and goes and scores. Yeah, is there is there a name for that? There should be a name for that, uh, like the jailbreak goal or something. Yeah, that's like good. That. I think that'd be fun. Jailbreak goal is good. Yeah, I like, I like it. We'll go with that because they're getting they're they're busting loose, man. They're busting loose and scoring. Um, so yeah, the the just in terms of getting us back on the same page of, of talking about the Nashville Predators since we've been gone for a couple weeks. They're not in a good place. They've only got 30-something games left, around 30 games left, 31 games left, I think. Yeah. And they need to win most of them in yeah. order to make the playoffs. I mean, at least two-thirds of their rest of the remaining games, they got to win. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem, too, a lot, of, a, lot of the other, a lot of the other teams have games in hand where they can, you know, make up some ground that way. And in, in the fact that they've already come out of one of those – uh, wild card spots is, is definitely a problem. Yeah, they've got to they've got to make some noise. So, 
We're going to spend quite a bit of time today talking about something that's been really interesting to me. Uh, and I think for, for most people, this is not something that's on the front of your mind, but I really think it's it's an uh, important thing to think about with, with regards to the NHL, and that is expansion. Um, I even put out a poll about where people think that teams – the, the NHL should expand to next because guess what, folks? It's going to come. Like it's it's going to happen. Uh, so we are going to talk about NHL expansion, what we know about the most recent information, possible locations, and then Sean has some good names. I I'd like to think I have some we good have, names. We have some good names. Been so a lot of spend, debate at the Smith House. <laughs> we're going to spend a couple of segments talking about that. Uh, but Nashville, which is where we are right now, Oops. if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Look no further than Salas Realty Group. Salas is not just about property, they're about people. They build long-lasting relationships that are about you, your needs, and your dreams. Salas Realty Group stands for trust, transparency, community, and committed to making a positive impact in Middle Tennessee, one home at a time. So visit Salas Realty Group today. Sorry, visit salasrealtygroup.com today and experience real estate the Salas way. Truvo Sports Laundry is Nashville's only mobile sports laundry service that uses ozone technology to clean the smelly, dirty sports gear that you've got. It kills 98% of bacteria and 100% of viruses. So if you've got a pile of nasty, filthy, stinky sports gear that because you're playing rec leagues or you're just too bothered to clean it, go to truvosports.com, sign up for our cleaning today. They'll come to your house and everything. They'll drive right to your house and clean your stuff. TruvoSportsLaundry.com. That's just for like all your, your your shoulder pads, knee pads, elbow pads, all the things you can't put in the, in the laundry. So check it out, Nashville's only mobile sports laundry service. Okay, Sean, we're going to talk about NHL expansion. Let me first give you a little bit of the, you know the news that we know from the last couple weeks. Some of this was uh, out there via Kevin Weeks, who talked a lot about Atlanta. Right. And then the league itself released a statement from – something called the Smith Entertainment Group, which is um, Ryan Smith, the owner of Smith Entertainment Group, which also owns the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm not just – I'm not <laughs> no involved relation. in that group. We don't – I mean – No relation? Yeah, I, I don't know okay. anything about it. It's so a different Smith. Yeah, sorry. I know so it's not a very common name. We don't have uh, inside information on the Smiths sorry. in Salt Lake City, but they, they expressed – had a very formal um, expression of, we want an NHL team here. And Smith Entertainment Group wants an NHL team to share their arena there in Utah. I don't know what the name of the arena is, but it's there in Utah. Uh, so we had that. And then we also had news from Forsyth, which is a suburb of Atlanta, South Forsyth, I guess. Is that is it South Forsyth or Forsyth? One of the two. That they are building a new arena venue called The Gathering at Forsyth. And uh, that they need teams to exist in it. Yeah. Because that's one way to fill a lot of time, a lot of you know, put a lot of events in a in a new arena is have a sports team right. that fills up you know eighty games a year, something yeah. like that. If it's an NHL team, or not eighty games, but forty games a year for NHL. Um, and uh, the local group there feels that an NHL team would be perfect, and it's in a suburb of Atlanta. It's not in Atlanta. It's in it's in it's a Forsyth County. Is that what that is? I, I probably should know that. I don't, I don't know my Atlanta <laughs> and greater metropolitan area yeah. counties <laughs> for Georgia, so I'm sorry I'm not much help there. But the bigger question, the bigger issue is this. That there is there is going to be NHL expansion. Not now, 
not in the next couple years. Gary Bettman said as much at the recent uh, press conference that the NHL is not currently looking at expansion. That just means right now they're not looking at expansion. Right. But I'm just there. There is no way they're not going to expand, and this could be five years from now. It could be ten years from now. But in the next five to ten years, they are going to expand from 32 teams. Yeah, and and Alex, I think you know a lot of people are probably thrown off by this because it kind of feels like if you look at the last couple of seasons where <laughs> the NHLs added Vegas, they added Seattle. It was like okay, they're just trying to round out to, to where all the different divisions have eight teams, and and things will be nice and even, and they can play nice together, and it'll work really well because when they were 31 it was odd and when they were 30 Mm -hmm. it was kind of odd but now that they've reached that that level where every everything's even yeah you know people probably want to know why you know why would you want to have more nhl teams if you've finally gotten it to the magic number of 32 well here's your answer okay because they like billions of dollars oh well that that makes sense nhl expansion is all about recovering money that they first of all that they lost during the pandemic yeah and also that they need to catch up to the modern sports world where i mean the nba's nba's league revenue is 10 billion dollars a year wow you know what the nhl's revenue is one billion one billion it's 10th and nfl i don't even know what that is probably hundreds silly yeah so i mean they, they are they are at the bottom in terms of league revenues, and that hurts them every day. Every day that they are not making more money is hurting them. So whether you like it or not, this is about money. It is about expanding into more markets. It's about adding new fans, most notably not appeasing the fans you already have. It's about finding new ones. Right. you got to expand your fan base. And it's about getting that wonderful, beautiful expansion check that comes in from the the, the greenback dollar the, that that when that owner when that new owner in Houston or Salt Lake City or or Atlanta writes a big old check for a billion dollars the league likes that oh so yeah that is why they're doing this because they the league lost a lot of money during the pandemic as well as you know not, they're not the only ones that did but they you know look around they're they're having to sell ads on the on the dashboard you're seeing ads on uniforms now the league has has sponsored events and all this stuff i mean they have they have expanded their revenue via advertising a lot boy it'd be really nice to just go ahead and get about three four billion dollars in a big chunk by selling some expansion teams yeah that'd be great i mean i'd take the small portion of it and i'd be happy yeah and so so yes you're right you make a good point about 32 teams 32 teams is very even two 16 team conference or sorry four eight divisions but two 16 you know size eastern and west so they have to go to 36. Like, they can't just get a couple. They can't go to 34. Right. That makes it uneven in some division. They they could do something where they go to 34 and only have two conferences, but I don't think they like that either. 36 would be a perfect number because then you have, you have four divisions of 12. No, I'm sorry. Four divisions of... of nine. Oh, of nine, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> four four nine-team divisions. Thank you. 48 teams. Four nine-team divisions... And then two 18-team conferences. And now let's talk about where. Because Salt Lake City is one that popped up that I think a lot of people kind of surprise people. It surprised me a little bit. Why? I wasn't surprised by Salt Lake City at all. Why? Because it's it's a cold-weather sports state. Okay. I mean, and not necessarily Salt Lake City specifically, but Utah in general. I mean, 
that's that's a place where you go to do winter stuff. Yeah, man. no, you're right. It, it, that's a good point. I, I think I just don't think about Salt Lake City very much. Maybe that's part of it. I, it it's my own bias. It has nothing to do with the, the fine people of Salt Lake City. I, it just, I, I'm, it's just not one I thought about. I thought about Kansas City before Salt Lake. Well, City. Sure, yeah. Uh, because they have they have a obviously a huge fan base there with the Chiefs, but also they've had a lot of any uh, a lot of hockey teams over the years, which right. we can talk about in a little while. Um, I also thought about Cincinnati, but the the biggest two and the most obvious two and the ones that I think are going to be for sure in the next expansion are Atlanta and Houston. Now, look, when you say Atlanta, everybody's going to just start going, well, Alex, what about the Thrashers? Yeah, yeah, so we can what, talk about what that. What about that? They had a team. Let's, let's talk about Houston first, though. Okay. Because Atlanta's a little bit longer conversation, but Houston – is actually I would say Houston is a little bit more of a sure bet than than Atlanta. And if you're watching on the broadcast, I've got my Houston Arrows shirt on. Houston Arrows, the longtime IHL slash AHL team, there was a very successful team. And I was looking at the re- the, the history of that team, very successful team in, in Houston. Had a really good fan base and a great arena, but they had a uh, like a dispute with the Houston Rockets owner at oh. the time. Who basically kicked him out, <laughs> hmm. and then in 2013 they moved to Iowa, became the Iowa Wild, and they're oh. now an AHL affiliate of the of the Wild. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So Houston, the, but the Houston Arrows, I think that the Arrows name is still out there. So I'm just going to make the call. In the next five to ten years, not only we're going to have expansion, but we're going to have Houston come back. Okay. And I think we're going to have the Houston Arrows come back as this, an NHL team. This is like this is hot take city. Yeah. From Alex Doherty. I think right it's going to happen. You heard it here first, folks, <laughs> according to Alex Doherty of Penalty Box Radio. That's right. Next five years. Now let's talk Atlanta. Okay. Because that's that. you're right. People get mad about that. Well, Look, I, and I understand why. And this is, this is where I'm going to go with this next because the market sizes. Okay. This is, it's a numbers game, right? They want, more, they want more fans. Atlanta, the sixth largest media market in, the, in, the North, in North America. I, I, that's, sorry. That's just America, actually. But it, it, just the USA. Atlanta is the sixth largest. Houston is the seventh. Okay. If you get Atlanta and Houston right off the bat, you are now you are now covered in all ten oh, yeah. top U.S. media markets. There you go. Because they've got teams in all the other ones. Right. And it seems kind of strange when you th- put it that way that you wouldn't already have yeah. representation in the sixth and seventh biggest. That markets. is why they are continually trying to stay in in Phoenix mm-hmm. slash Glendale, whatever you call that, because it's a top ten market. I think it's like ten or eleven. And that's why they want to stay in there. Now, they might lose it. Sounds like they probably are going to lose it. Yikes. But that's why they're so insistent on staying there, because it's such a huge market. Right. And it's why they're going to continue to try in Atlanta, because Atlanta is a top six market in the, in the country. It has millions of people. It has a huge reach. And it's a non-traditional market. That's where you can add a lot of fans. You can add a lot of fans, but they, you, you also have very rabid sports fans there already. That should very easily translate over into hockey. I would easily. think. Yeah, easily. I mean, there's there's almost no way you're not going to have the, the the football club is probably a good example. Uh, uh, Atlanta United. Um, Atlanta is a sports city. I don't know how much of a soccer city is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's a plenty of uh, big soccer. You know, I'm pretty sure place. they have a very large soccer fan base there, and they have a huge, yeah, very popular. And, and that was a very popular team, and they won. They won the the MLS Cup, I believe. Um, maybe like their first year, I think, first or second year. Wow. 
that's that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, and so like their their attendance, there's no they have no problem with their attendance. Right now, the issues with the Thrashers and the Flames, the Flames from the '70s, that was an interest problem. <laughs> they didn't sure. have any attendance. They were struggling to sell tickets. But the Thrashers was not. Thrashers fan base was fine. That was an ownership problem. Their owners were terrible, right. and they didn't want to put a good product on the ice. They didn't want to have. Good, they kept going through coaches and GMs, and they sold their team to uh, to the to the Winnipeg group or whatever group it was that bought the Winnipeg Thrashers. But that's. I mean, so that's 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 basically it. It's about money. It's about getting the the league into new places. It's about getting new fans and everything. So. Thoughts? Well, you know, for me, I know we got to go, but I, I, I just okay. think like th- that's that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. Right. Well, well I'll tell you what, when we come back, okay. I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. But first, as we look ahead to the next Predator Showdown, it's the perfect time to plan your future in Nashville. Salus Realty Group is ready to assist, ensuring your real estate goals are met with the determination of a playoff chase. Visit SalusRealtyGroup.com and let's start. Mapping out your game plan. Salus Realty Group, where every closing is a championship victory. Youth hockey families, there are still spots available at the Music City Marauders 2024 Spring Skills Camp, but they're going fast. Camp Director Jordan French has 20 years of spring training experience to help prep your players for their spring tryout to help make their next team. Head over to www.musiccitymarauders.com for more information and to sign up before it's too late. Alex. Yes. So I said that I'd have some thoughts when we came back from the break. All right, let's hear it. And, and here's my thing. People are getting – Talking NHL expansion. Talking NHL expansion, just a <laughs> refresher. People are getting up in arms People saying, are very mad. Why do we need expansion? And I'm gonna I'm gonna give a voice to those people right now. Okay. okay? All right. Let's hear I, it. It, it. It all comes down to parody. All right. And okay. I don't mean parody with a D. Like Weird like, Al. Nope. I Weird mean Al par- parodies. Nope. Oh, parody no. with the T. P a r i t y. Parody. The idea that competition should be equal. Now, of course, we all know that with the salary cap in place, that means that teams do kind of have a standard they have to, to follow in yeah. order to field a team they can't go over a limit there's a a lower limit they have to meet as well but with the number of teams already in existence there there are some teams that year after year are not competitive and I don't Mm -hmm. mean that it's the same team every year sometimes it is for a long period of time and they get better but in any given season you're going to see three four maybe even five teams that are just seller dwelling we're just going to suck all season so we can get a higher draft pick in yeah. the lottery and and I think the concern is if you add four more teams yeah won't that number just go up to 9 instead to- of 5 totally understand I, I i get i get that criticism here's my only retort is there's already a lot of talent both on the player's side and the coaching side that for whatever reason, just don't get a lot of chances. Like right. that's the, true. Think of the fringe AHL guy, the the the, the AHL NHL fringe guy, the Rocco Grimaldi's, the Rocco of, the Grimaldi's world. of the yes. world, maybe even some other guys <laughs> that are in the Nashville Predators system right now, uh, like Mark Jankowski, for example. Is sure. A good guy. Yeah. I mean, those guys are are guys that you always think like if they had a, an everyday role in the NHL, right. they could easily succeed. The same goes for coaches. 
Oh, you're 100% right there. Carl let's, Taylor. Let's talk about Carl Taylor. Carl Taylor is a guy that needs to be in the NHL. He doesn't have a job right now because there's only 32 jobs. Yeah. If, if, well, if, an, if, NHL, ex, sorry, if the NHL expanded tomorrow and there's four teams, I guarantee you Carl Taylor is one of the names on that list. I'd agree. And you've, you know there are only 32 head coaching spots and there are only 36, NHL, yeah. 36 NHL head coaches. <laughs> right. Four of them just yeah. have to coach in the AHL. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's it. Exactly. So I, I understand the parity thing, but – I think it works both ways. I mean, I, I, the, uh, by the way, I think if they do this, they're going to have to change the expansion draft rules. I don't think that the NHL owners are going to agree to this unless they adjust the rules. Right. And by that, I mean, they can't stack another Vegas and another – I mean, Seattle's not quite as – excuse me, stacked, but they cannot give another team a, a team like Vegas. Well, but, I mean – They can't do that. But can you can you really say that Vegas was just because of – the way, like the draft rules, or was it more so the fact that so many of the GMs were willing to make sweetheart well, deals? That, that's what I mean. They, they figured it out. They, they, they figured it out for Seattle. Right. They they got scared in the Vegas draft and did a lot of deals they shouldn't have made. Right. So maybe you're right. Maybe they won't change it. They're, they're, I, I bet that they do change it a little bit. And 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 I I mean, if they don't make Seattle and Vegas participate in the expansion draft, whew, a lot of people are gonna be mad because that was oh, a big yeah. thing. Um. So let's talk about some, some names because okay. this is the fun part. I'm excited. Um, so uh, first of all, let's let's remind people what we're talking about. The, the league needs to expand in the next five to ten years because they need money, right? If you right. want the NHL to succeed, it needs money to do that. And if you don't want to have each individual player look like a, a, a NASCAR with all the different <laughs> ads on the side of their jerseys. Works for NASCAR. You need to do this. Um and so they need to expand in places like Atlanta, Houston, Salt Lake City is a, a big one. But there's also some fringe ones that could work. Kansas City. Okay. Cincinnati. And then a strange one, Omaha. What about Omaha? That makes sense. Omaha's a weird one. Now, I talked a lot about media markets. Those, if you get those four, if you get four of those, gr- of, of those teams I just named, Atlanta, Houston, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, Cincinnati, you're adding four, I'm sorry, you're adding four to five, sorry, you're adding at least four top 50 markets and two top 10 markets yeah. in Atlanta and Houston. Um, and that would leave only a few options open that are not in, that don't have NHL teams, most notably Orlando, Cleveland, Sacramento, Charlotte, Portland, Indianapolis, Baltimore, San Diego are all teams that don't have NHL, are all cities that don't have NHL teams but are in the top 50. Okay. I mean, you can't have teams everywhere, so no, it's, none, that's you're crazy. Have, you're not gonna have teams on all those places, but I just wanted to throw those names out there too. By the way, the lowest U.S. market to have an NHL team, Buffalo, fifty hmm. fourth. Wow, Nashville's thirtieth, I think. That's Buffalo, a, that's impressive. Fifty fourth size market, but they have a huge. I mean, their fan base is not going anywhere. What else is there to do in Buffalo besides there you go. watch the Bills, <laughs> eat hot wings, and play okay. hockey? Give us some team names, Sean, okay. because this is the part that I, I want to hear about. So l- let's start with the Atlanta. Okay. Let's start with Atlanta. What if they expand to Atlanta? 
Well, here's here's a couple what of things. So, uh, you know, the Thrashers, of course, were the last team in Atlanta. And that, of course, is the state bird of Georgia. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it works, right? Um, and then I thought, you know, Atlanta itself, I think it's funny that it was the Atlanta Flames before that because, yep. you know, the whole Civil War thing. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, like this, the Atlanta city, like Seal, is, is a phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes. Okay. Phoenix might be nice. But I, I'll tell you. That's not bad. I hadn't considered where they'd be playing, and now that I know that it's called The Gathering, mm. the Atlanta Magic. <laughs> oh, interesting. At The Gathering. Think about uh, that. Popular with all the nerds. Well, <laughs> all the stats. I like The Magic. Stat I, Phoenix is cool. I, so Phoenix, Magic, that could, that could work. Well, I, I, think I also think, I, I'm just going to be honest, I think that there could be a world in which they bring the Thrashers back. I, I think it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I, I love their jerseys. I like the logo. And, uh, I mean, I guess the thing is it might be confusing to have the Atlanta Phoenix if you also had a team that might be in Phoenix. That would be pretty cool. Who are you playing tonight? Phoenix. Phoenix. Which Phoenix. one? Atlanta Phoenix. <laughs> uh, can we skip the Houston? Because I've already it's, it's already going to be the Arrows. Or do you have a good Houston one? Well, I, I thought the Armadillos would be good. Why, know, Texas, why Texas oh, has a lot armadillos. of armadillos, and they're tough little animals. By the way, there's some good old – I went back and looked at some old uh, hockey team names from all these cities. There was a Houston Apollos. That's well, a good I like, one. Well, I mean, that makes sense with, with NASA. Apollo missions, yeah. It's uh, fun. But Arrows is just a great – it's a great team name. It's a great, great uh, brand. Arrows is good. Let, so what about Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City, you know, I – had some really great ideas that that weren't very popular amongst the uh, the focus group I was working with earlier, um, but something <laughs> occurred to me like right before I left to drive to the station, and that would be the Saints, the Utah Saints, the Salt Lake City Saints, the Salt Lake City Saints. Okay, the Latter Day Saints. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. Not That's bad. not bad. The Saints. I kind of just... like that. I kind of like that. Now, if you were going straight Utah, I mean, you, you know, they've got the state emblem as a, a beehive. It could be the Utah Hive, or the Utah bees? Sting, the Utah Bees, something Utah, like that. Oh, I like Utah Sting. And and I will tell you. Because the Sarnia Sting. Well, but listen to this. Okay. Tell me if this isn't quality team naming right here. Do you know the state cooking pot of Utah is the Dutch oven? Alex, <laughs> we could have the Salt Lake City Dutch ovens. How many cooking pots were in the running for that? I don't know, but believe it or not, the Dutch oven is the state cooking pot of many states. I, I do believe that. Well. Okay, let's move to, uh, what about Kansas City? So let me just do a quick rundown. Kansas City in the past has had all of these. Mavericks, Blues, Blades, Scouts, the Playmores, Greyhounds, Americans, Mohawks, and Outlaws. There have been a lot of uh, semi-pro and pro hockey teams in Kansas City. It, it's hard to beat the Mavericks. I think that Mavericks sounds really good. cool. The Kansas City Mavericks. I mean, of course, there's the That's Dallas good. Mavericks basketball team, but yeah, you know, share. I mean, still, I mean, Kansas City Mavericks sounds cool. That would be cool. Um, state state reptile, I believe, of Missouri is the box turtle. You could have. The so Kansas we're going City with the, the Missouri side turtles. of Kansas City. I mean, okay. come on. All right. Okay. Okay. What 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 are you going to do on the Kansas side of <laughs> I Kansas don't know. City? I'm not. I'm not. That's not my battle to pick. You know what's cool to saying. do in the Kansas side of Kansas City? Drive to Missouri. Drive to Missouri. Okay. So Kansas City Mavericks. Yep. How about let's go Omaha. Now Omaha's weird. Omaha has currently the Lancers of the USHL, which is a uh, um, what you call it, a development team, or that's not the right word. 
what am I trying to say? Doesn't matter. The junior team. Junior team. Thank you. Yeah. Lancers. Uh, and then they at one point they had the Omaha Knights, which they wouldn't be able to do that because of the Vegas team. But what do you think, Omaha? Okay, I had, I had two ideas. I, I'm going to borrow from one of their indoor football teams. Okay. The Omaha Beef. <laughs> that's, wait, that's what the name of the. That's the name, and it's I believe the beef industry sponsors that. Um, also, I thought a really good name. Wait, would but be, there's already a team called the Omaha Beef. Is that what you're saying? It's an arena football team. I mean. Yeah, but they can't have two Omaha Beef in Omaha. Why not? Okay. We're going to watch the beef tonight. Which one? Which one? The, the cold one. Not the not the football one. Uh, what's but, the other option? Uh I I like the white tails. That's the you know, the white tailed deer is the state state mammal. That is um, good. also little known fact, Kool Aid was invented in Nebraska. You could have the Omaha Kool Aid men. <laughs> all right, give me all right, we're gonna do a we're gonna do one more when we come back. We're gonna talk about the Cincinnati possibilities because we have something for Cincinnati, right? Uh, we do. A okay, great one, you, too. You have a good one for Cincinnati. I'm, I'll tell you as soon as we get back. But first, folks, the show's almost over, but your real estate journey is just beginning. With Salus Realty Group, you're always on the winning team. Their dedication to clients is as relentless as the Preds on a power play. Lace up for your real estate play at salusrealtygroup.com. Salus Realty Group, where every deal is a hat trick. And welcome to Occupy Finley Box Radio Live, presented by Salas Realty Group. We are finishing our conversation about NHL expansion. And I did a poll on Twitter, Sean. Yeah. That uh, Where I was asking people to, to vote on this, and boy, we got some crazy responses. We got a lot of people who have a lot of opinions about this, but I, I wanted to hear your, your options for Cincinnati, so we were coming up with names. Okay. So if Cincinnati's one of the options, I, by the way, I think Cincinnati's an outside, outside shot. I don't think it's that, it's... Their media market, what is it? I put that one down. Cincinnati, 36th. Not a terrible option, but I don't think they'd choose that one first. What should the Cincinnati team be called if they go there? Well, I'd, I'd like to use the opportunity to commemorate a, a, just a major tragedy in Cincinnati history by naming oh the God. team the Cincinnati Silverbacks. <laughs> After the tragic <laughs> events of May 28, 2016. <laughs> When Harambe oh my gosh. was taken from us. I knew you were going there. As soon as you started talking about the tragic incident in Cincinnati, I knew you were going to go with this, <laughs> this ridiculous. I yes, let's make, a, let's make an entire NHL team based off of a meme. Well, yes. I, I think it would be a cool mascot. First meme sports team in history? Is that, is that what that would be? I think, I don't know. I Gotta think it would be. be a cool mascot. A silverback gorilla? Oh Come on. Oh my gosh. How fun would that be? <laughs> By the way, do you know there was a Cincinnati Mighty Ducks? I did not know that. Yeah, Cincinnati Mighty Ducks. They were there same time as the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, but they were a um, ECHL, I believe. Huh. And then they became the Rockford Ice Hogs, which are an AHL oh, team. Okay. Okay. Um, but there were other good Cincinnati names. Cincinnati Cyclones is there now. Um, Mohawks, Wings, which they couldn't do that with the Red Wings. Swords. Okay. Stingers. Stingers. And Tigers. Cincinnati Tigers. Stingers has a nice a nice ring to it. I'm I'm I kind of like just something a ba- a basic animal like tigers or something. Yeah, I don't think we have enough of the that. Cincinnati war pigs. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not very normal. No, okay. Cincinnati. They're known. They're uh, known for their pork production. Tapirs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to some of these. Uh, the, man, I, so I put out a poll on Twitter before the show. In the next five to ten years, what cities should the NHL expand to? I put four options. I put Atlanta, Houston, Salt Lake City, and Cincinnati. And I said, you know, reply with other options. Salt Lake City is the leading vote getter with forty-one percent. It's cold, Ad- cold sports. Atlanta state. is second with twenty-eight percent. 
then Houston, then Cincinnati. Um, again, Houston is like a sure bet to me. I think well, they're I, I definitely would, going back to Houston. I would think so. But, man, some people are very mad saying things like this. The NHL should not expand in the next 5, 10 years. This is not an option in your survey, but it's the right answer. That's from Shag Daddy, common fr- frequent twi- Twitter user. Good dude. They should not expand. At 32 teams, the talent pool is diluted enough. This is exactly what you were alluding to earlier. Right, yeah. They should move the Coyotes to St. Louis, Salt Lake City, but that's it. Um, Johnny X, who is a, a Admirals fan, I believe. I've seen him on here as well. Uh, I'd like it if they didn't expand. Why continue to water the product down? If they do expand, please have AHL and ECHL teams lined up as well to pair. That's, is that's important. That is important. Yep. Uh, Kansas City should be considered Quebec City. Now, I see some Quebec City stuff in here. Look, folks. Sorry, I can't read French. <laughs> it has nothing to do with French. It has to do with there's already tons of NHL teams. Did you know that they still sell Quebec Nordiques stuff in Quebec City? I believe it. So why go there? I well, There's nothing to – the NHL gains nothing by adding a team there. They're already selling Quebec Nordique stuff. Well, I mean – Stupid. Okay. Uh, so it's not going to happen in Quebec. Sorry. Uh, New Orleans. Definitely non-traditional. <laughs> the ice skaters. The ice skaters. Yep. The ice skaters. Louisiana ice skaters. Some people saying Milwaukee. Look, I mean, AHL is not going to let that happen, but, I mean, it's not like they can do anything about it. A lot of people saying Wisconsin, Green Bay, and stuff like that. I just I don't see them. I don't see them wanting to go there. I mean, if they're going to go to – those are not big markets, and they're also – they're not going to expand to places where there's already hockey fans. They need new ones. I'm, I'm going to keep harping on that until people understand it. Okay. If the if the NHL expands to Louisville, this is Catherine uh, Weatherwoman WKU says this. If the NHL expands to Louisville, I'm getting season tickets. I guess she lives in Louisville. She obviously studied meteorology at Western Kentucky University. There you go. Very well-known S- meteorology program. Someone said not Cincinnati. It would kill the Blue Jackets. That's an interesting point. I kind of forgot I mean, about Columbus. they're kind of – doing it to themselves. I forgot they? the Blue Jackets mm. existed, actually. It happens <laughs> quite often. Um, someone said Portland, Oregon. Portland's a decent market. I could yeah. see that. Um, and in a traditional market in terms of, like, hockey, but, you know, it doesn't have... Uh, I mean, would see, I mean, I guess Seattle, would they really want that? Yeah, I mean, you're getting kind of close. Yeah. But there you go. So I, I think that's, that's kind of the... That's, Really what I want to talk about is, like, it's going to happen the next five to ten years. You're going to have four more teams, and, uh, yeah, so. And you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish the show with something you we know you like, and that oh. is the three-on-three draft. All right, Excited. John. Okay. Uh, I alluded to this earlier that uh, we saw Justin Bieber talking with Phil Forsberg at right. the NHL All-Star Game and becoming friends with him. So tonight's draft is we are drafting, as we listen to Justin Bieber music trickle in. Which celebrity would you most want to become friends with? So we're going to draft your celebrity friend. Okay. Who goes first? I go first. Uh, what was the last one? I know I I know I went first when I got to choose Dolly Parton. And I then think I think you, I, you I went think first. You... And then Oh. I don't know. We did How about I go last. first? Okay, go ahead. I don't All think right. we're going to have a lot of same draft yeah, picks anyway. We never do. All right, my first pick in the draft your celebrity friend. I I think I would already love to be this friend, this person's friend. I think my life would be better. I want to be this person's friend so much because I think he's the funniest person in the world. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien 
Is that one of your that one, of one of yours? mine. Yeah. Conan O'Brien is just everything to yeah. me in terms mm-hmm. of content and humor and yep. mindset and everything. Worldview. He's such an awesome person. And he's, he's so the, funny. He's the golden goose. He's the golden goose. Number one overall draft pick, Conan O'Brien, okay. in terms of the friend audience. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I, I went four deep on this one because that was one of my... Now, granted, even if I'd had the first pick, I wouldn't have chosen him as my first pick. Ah, so okay. I'm going to go my first pick. It's going to shift how my friend group looks a little bit, but we're going to go with Dave Grohl. Ah, oh, okay. Tell me why. Well, first off, Dave Grohl likes to rock hard. Right, I mean, think about it. He's he's played in a lot of the biggest bands. He's been and he's collaborated with all of these famous musicians. Almost everything he puts out is awesome, mm-hmm. and he's got a great sense of humor, great personality, maybe a drinking problem, but <laughs> other than that, he seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Okay, yeah, Dave Grohl's good. I I think I'd be intimidated, honestly, as a musician myself. I'd be like, I can't even. I I, I would I would. You know, like, uh, I would just be interested in wanting to play guitar or something with him, but then be like, I'm clearly not good enough. Right. No, I, well, yeah. <laughs> that would be intimidating. That's a good one, though. Dave Grohl. Let me write that down. All right. Uh, my second pick. I would want to be this person's friend because I think my life would be much more interesting. I would have a lot of really cool friends, and I would probably get to go to a lot of cool, exotic places and eat really expensive food and just be around a lot of <laughs> fancy people. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh wow! I would want to be friends with him. Wow, that would what a I friend mean, it would be. Good lord! Like, the, I mean, is there any part of his life that like you wouldn't want to have? Right? I mean, like his everything that he does in life seems to be just like the the, the epitome of of glamour, right? Of of fancy celebrity glamour and yeah. what you would want. You know, as as a man, I'm speaking. I mean, maybe other people feel differently, but I just think. Leonardo DiCaprio, coolest guy in the world. It's if pretty you could cool. Just text Leo and be like, "Yeah, like, what's up? Hey, where are you? Oh, you're in a B though. I'll okay. be like on my cool. way to your house in my jet. And you'd be like, cool, pick yeah, me up. Right. That seems fine. That seems fair. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with my, with my second pick. I'm going to go with Chris Evans. Okay, I I definitely would not have picked him, but I I know who that is. Well, it's I mean, we, Superman. Oh man. Captain America, Captain sorry. America. Captain America, sorry. Here's the thing about Chris Evans. First off, you need somebody who's like in, in good shape, you know, like Dave Grohl. I mean, let's let's be fair here. He's in, in rock and roll shape, but you know, <laughs> like he's broken his leg he's on stage. Old. We need somebody, we need some muscle. We need somebody that's gonna be handsomer than everyone else, and I think he fits the bill. Plus he seems like he's got a pretty he's pretty affable, he's got a good personality. I think he'd be fun to hang around. Yeah, and and he's got movie experience and that'd be cool to learn sets, you know stories from the set yeah and and think about just your access to the rest of the avengers that's yeah that's very true uh like jeremy renner (laughs) yes which is not one of my picks but oh uh all right my third pick is uh someone that i I don't know i'm just kind of in love with i think she's amazing very talented now this is not this is not a like a romantic like i want to date her kind of thing although it wouldn't turn it down this is more just like, I think this person is so incredibly talented and interesting and fun to listen to. And that's Emma Stone. Oh. Emma Stone. Okay. Actress, singer, dancer, just beautiful in every way. I think she's very talented. Emma Stone would be a cool friend to have around, just in a, in a like a crush almost kind of way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
I so, get it. Emma Stone. I didn't. I didn't really go that route with my picks. I thought about including more, but I, I only wanted to have the one because she's she's just the best to me. I, I get it. As you took as you took Conan from me, my yeah. my precious precious Conan. Um, I'm going to get someone else who's funny. I'm going to get my favorite comedian, Tom Segura. Tom Segura. That would be fun to have around. I think he yeah. would be a good time. You need to have a good comedian in your right. life, right? All right, so I've got Conan O'Brien, Leonardo DiCaprio, Emma Stone. You have Dave Grohl, Chris Evans, and Tom Segura. So, Jake, who wins this week's draft? This might be the toughest one I've judged wow. yet. Ooh. I'm going to go with Alex. Okay. I'm going to give Alex the win here. Sean, I would have gone with a different superhero. I would have gone Ryan Reynolds well, instead of Chris Oh, that's Evans. a good choice. Yeah. The Green Lantern? Which one does <laughs> it for on. you most? Deadpool. Of the, of the three that I picked, which one was the one that did it for you the most? Conan? Or no. I think it was Leo. Your explanation Leo. on Leo, yeah. I agree with that's that. Good. That's a guy you want to be Dude. around. Yeah, it's just like, it. yeah. Please pick me up in my jet, Leo. I'm I'm waiting. And get <laughs> and get like, my friend Sean on my too. way. All right, that's going to do it for the show. We really appreciate you listening to us at Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Silas Realty Group, Nashville's premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. Uh, we'll be on the show next week. Philip, uh, Philip, <laughs> Philip Forsberg, and the Nashville Predators will be around. Um, this weekend playing in the Arizona Coyotes. And then next week is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Ooh. Day show, Sean. Valentine's Day, huh? Valentine's Day. We will see everyone next week. Goodbye.